Anchor mates, what's up? This is episode number 83 of Midnight Coffee Hour. Uh, this is your host, Brian Bass, and uh, today I have 10 more questions that um, you don't hear that often. Number one would be, how often do you cry? So for me, um, as I've as I've aged, I think I've grown quite a uh, high tolerance to uh, emotional pain. Um, I've, I've had a lot of not so great things happen, as most of us have, and uh, my my body has reacted in different ways. So for me, I it's hard for me to cry even during sad movies. I can acknowledge that it's sad. I know it's sad, uh, but uh, I will not become overwhelmed with sadness. Um, so uh, even when big things have happened in my life, where uh, there have been where it's been possible, you know, for, um, that people around me might be dying, um, you know, family or friends, I have, uh, I have not, not caved in, I haven't, I haven't allowed myself to be overwhelmed by, um, the negative or sad emotions, and I feel that, as some people might call me heartless or whatnot, I feel that's probably the best for me, um, because I do um, kind of see that as a weakness. I, I do see emotional overwhelming. I don't know if that's the word. If, if, if you're overwhelmed by the emotion, I see that as a, as a weakness um, that you can better. Um, that doesn't mean that I, I'm never sad or I'm never mad. Those, those do exist. Uh, however, um, I find that in situations, especially of... Uh, of worry and uh, you know potential large events happening like if, if a family member or a friend was in a situation where uh, they could die you know and that's that's just what it is um, I would rather be the person of emotional strength who is uh, there for everyone and keeping them strong and uh, believing in the the positive outcome which is that, that they will survive um, versus uh, the person overwhelmed with grief because they are convinced someone's going to die when that person doesn't necessarily have to die. Uh, and that's an extreme case, but uh, another small instance is um, right now a close friend of mine is uh, having emotional outbursts because they're unable to sell their car. Um, they bought their car for about $2,000, and so far they've had a little scrap shop person come by and say they'd offer $150, which I was there for, and I went ahead and shut that shit down um, for them, and, um, and they wanted me there for that reason, because they didn't have the strength to say no, um, because they desperately want to get rid of the money. Um, I'm also trying to sell my car. I've been trying to sell my car for six months longer than they have, and I'm still not really worried about it because I'm not putting that much effort into marketing or trying to sell the car. Um, and, and, you know, truth be told, even if it's just a, a piece of metal sitting out there, uh, for her, it is worth much more than $150. Um, just being a plot of metal. Because um, those are our assets, you know what I mean? So. So don't um, don't devalue just because you need immediate results. We're not we're not babies. We're not toddlers. Immediate results don't uh, happen uh, hardly at all anymore. So um, gotta gotta get past that. 
Um, so that's an instance of where I could be overwhelmed because I've been trying to sell my car for, you know, over half a year and I haven't. Um, but then again, I haven't been responding to the hundreds of messages I've received on Facebook Marketplace or uh, Craigslist. I've just been lazy about it. So that is that. The second question is, with your home in danger, what would you try to save? Well, I just recently moved, so in my current place of residence, what would I save? You know what, I'm gonna walk around with you guys and kinda see what's worth saving. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I would grab my tent so that uh, in the case that I lost my apartment, my studio, I would at least have a tent that I could sleep in. Um, you know, some people would say they'd save their 50-inch 50 50 inch, uh, flat-screen TV, but to be honest, if I didn't have a house to plug it into, don't see why I'd need it. So I wouldn't keep that. I'd keep my phone and my charger so that, uh, you know, whatever is left of this world that has electricity and such, I could... Uh, plug in and, and get myself out of the situation or see who else is out there. I don't know. That's a hard question. Uh, but I guess it's really just about my house being in flames or a tornado rolling through. So I would save my phone, phone charger, very basic approach. Um, I would like to have a pair of shoes and my tent and, uh, I guess some other camping supplies, like a blanket. I can't find my um, sleeping bag. I don't think I have that at this apartment, so I would just grab a blanket and a pillow. And uh, if I was able to save more things, then obviously I would also save my guitars, and you know I would save uh, the computer and mini pairs of clothes but it is what it is and I would be just fine with uh, a tent and uh, my phone and charger question number three how careful are you online um not really I'm not really careful I don't really do anything that's dangerous so I'm not really careful I guess, but um, on the side note, another thing is uh, if we're talking about giving away information, I really don't like to give away my social security number, even though, even though that's something that employers often ask for online. I, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I really I have a fake email address um, because I I like to sign up for webinars but not actually show up as I'm sure half of you guys do as well. Because um, I forget what time they start and I do other things. But I have a fake email address for those because I hate spam. Um, let's see. Careful online. Prefer not to give my phone number out either. Sometimes it's not an option, but prefer not to. Um, and yeah, that's probably something that I 
could be more careful on because I get at least once a day a phone call from Texas or California or New York or another country and they're all trying to sell me shit or they're all automated messages so uh, yeah not sweet question number four have you ever been scammed um, yeah multiple times and that's something I'm not happy about but I'll, I'll be honest with you about it um, I haven't been scammed online but I have been scammed in person you know the real heartless people so uh, and this is something I've talked about in my um, in a previous podcast but in the last place that I lived at um, they had given me verbal agreements and um, promises that I would have the entire apartment to myself um, because I was writing at the time and teaching and that was just like their kind of way of getting me to to sign on um, and there were many it was the year before that they had something like that as well it wasn't the whole place myself but it there was some special things I would get a certain room or I'd get a certain apartment or I you know would have access to certain stuff and yada 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 reasons good uh, good reasons to stay on but um, then they would go back on their words so that's in my head being scammed um, because you're told lies and you think one thing you go ahead and you buy in and then you they step out on their side of the uh, the trade so question number five do you sometimes hide behind irony uh, I think I'm pretty clever in that I I have a lot of jokes with irony and that I I like displaying it uh, but I don't think that I ever hide behind it I don't think that I'm ever um, using irony to you know disguise myself or to avoid situations um, but I definitely like it and it's definitely a cool fun thing to use on the daily so there's that question number six what would you invent to make the world a better place um what would I invent I would invent an item that only I have and it uh, I don't know it, it would soon be perished as soon as I use it but I could recreate it if I needed to but I, I would like something that destroys all weapons and destroys all uh, resources on how to build weapons boom, boom gone um, because I think that there were as okay here's here's gonna be a little taste of irony I think that when it comes to war I think that we shouldn't have you know millions of people fighting against each other who are really fighting for someone else's cause or they're fighting for the leader I think the leader should fight and uh, you know if 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 not, if we must have one million people fighting on each side, which is probably more than that, 
then we should go back to the more exciting days with spears and uh, coliseum sorts and, and less of, you know, I put you in the crosshairs first, I win, haha. Because, I don't know, that's not really war, that's just, that's just mass murder. And it's just, uh, there's, there's not, that's just not good. I don't like, I don't like that. Um, another thing that I could invent to uh, make the world a better place would be a supplement that is entirely protein or a supplement that is entirely carbohydrates or a supplement that is entirely fat. Um, something for the, uh, the macronutrients on an entire scale because that's really hard for, for people, um, especially when they're trying to diet. Um, but so like for me, I'm trying to carb cycle, which means that on some days I'm having, you know, close to 400 grams of carbs, uh, while also having low amount of protein and high amount of fat. And then on the other days, I'm supposed to be having a low amount of fat, high amount of protein and less than 50 grams of carbs. So it's really hard to, to, to match those three together because, you know, anything that has protein has carbs. Anything that has carbs usually has fat. And, you know, like, it's they, they intermingle. And so it's really hard to find the one food that I can, that's affordable, that I can just uh, eat the heck out of to get close to the numbers that I'm supposed to have. Um, so there's that. I also feel like it'd be cool if, uh, yeah, if, if we were just healthier people and maybe I'd, I'd create something that gets rid of all desk jobs so we're not sitting all day. I don't know. Okay, uh, question number seven. How well do you get along with your siblings? Uh, well... I know one of them will probably listen to this. <laughs> um, I have three siblings, I think. I say I think because I, I really don't know if there's more out there, but I know for sure I have three. Um, starting with the younger two, I think I have a good relationship with my little brother. Um, it's fun to be around. He can be annoying, but he's also... Uh, the most polite and uh, mature ten-year-old I've ever met. Um, he's very, he's very collected. And he's he's a gentleman. He's he's, he's smart. He's he's nice to be around. Sister, who's ten-ish, uh, um, maybe eleven, twelve. I don't know. I'm I'm a terrible brother, guys. I don't keep track with all this. But then again, they were born right as I was leaving the house, so I'm not really too involved and and that's also because I live in a different city etc um yeah so I'd say the relationship is is good with her as well um I mean there's not a whole lot of information I can give um she she adores me um and and she's growing up pretty well as well. She's not as bratty as she used to be. She's she's turning things around. Um, she 
I'm still fairly spoiled, but I am not upset about that. I think that's awesome. I think that if I had a chance to be spoiled, I would take that in a heartbeat. So uh, I'm happy that that is the case for her, and I'm not going to knock her down because of it. Um, and then my final sibling that I'm aware of is 19. I keep thinking that she's like 22 or something like that. She's just now uh, 19 or 20. <laughs> And, uh, she, um, we haven't, again, I think it's, like, the best relationship we can have right now, uh, she was adopted at a young age, and anyway, she doesn't want to meet my dad, she just wants to meet my brother and me, and it doesn't really work like that, she's just very, she's, she's, she's always been spoiled, uh, her spoil has been much larger and much more awesome um, with contacts such as the people who wrote to The Lion King and Lion King 2 being friends of family that she stays with uh, every summer um, teaching acting camps she's done a lot of really cool things and um, it's all been really handed to her and she's turned down a lot of awesome things too um, so she's cool but uh, um, I don't I guess we get along, but that's, that's, uh, it's forced, man, it's, it's me trying to be a good older brother, um, our personalities don't mesh very well, I think that, um, and it's probably just currently, it's, we'll, we'll probably be a lot better in a couple of years when it's a little more maturing and aging it happens, but right now she's just kind of annoying but uh and a, a nightmare on the road but uh you know what she probably won't listen to that so that's okay let's see here question number eight how much can people change well to put this on a percent scale i would say i think people can change 95% of who they are. But you cannot change them. That cannot happen. It doesn't ever happen. You can really um, persuade them. You can really make them feel like they're in a forced position to change. But you yourself cannot change another human being. They must make the decision themselves to change. And that's what they will do. So how much can people change? As much as they like, but probably not 100%. But more like 95. Um, and that's on their own accord. Question number nine. What's your karaoke song? Um, yeah. The last time I did karaoke, I was probably like... Ah, fudge, I don't know. Maybe 17, probably. Maybe. I don't know. I was... That was a while ago, but the song that I remember singing was a band that, or an artist that is still not um, super famous yet, but he is rising, as I said, you know, what was that, seven years ago that he is, and he will, and he will be uh, in the spotlight, and he's, you know, got concerts now, and uh, he's getting there, but it's still not super big, and that is a guy named... Uh, 
I want to say sumo, but that's not right. Uh, oh my gosh. Something like that. But he's... It, <laughs> um, much like The Weeknd, if you've heard of them. Him. Uh, I really want to say his name sumo, but that doesn't sound right. Like sumo wrestler. Not right. Um, but... Um, I actually heard of him because the woman that my dad was dating, it was her daughter that was in, uh, this guy's first, um, YouTube or, um, music video. So anyway, yeah, it's Sumo or Sumo or Suma or something like that. And that's embarrassing. I don't know what it's called. But anyway, that was before he... Uh, got popular, even though he's still very far from popular. Question number 10. How do you make parenting difficult for your parents? How how did I make parenting difficult for my parents? How do I? Uh, I'm stubborn, so that's one thing, and I, I choose how to live my life. And, uh, you know, I choose to fulfill my own dreams. I think that's one way that I make parenting difficult. Um, let's see. Another way that I make parenting difficult on them is that I appreciate the small things. I, I, I have a joy for the small things, and I can do with or without most things. So when I was grounded, it wasn't... It wasn't a big deal. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I can always find something else to do to occupy my time. And I can find other things that are valuable to spend my time with. So it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal being grounded. I think that that might have been an issue because it was probably harder to enforce uh, practices on me if I was, you know, too stubborn to listen and... Uh, too creative to be punished I guess if I didn't if I didn't find anything uh, lacking anyway uh, that was 10 more interesting questions uh, as always have an awesome rest of the day and if it is nighttime where you are I hope you have uh, awesome sleep and you are pumped for the opportunities tomorrow will bring see you guys around <laughs>